Welcome back to Hitchcock Chronologically, the show where I, Jeff, go through every single one of Alfred Hitchcock's movies in chronological order. And this time, he's trying his hand at comedy again. Uh, if you remember Mr. and Mrs. Smith, which was a comedy where uh, the, the, the titular Mr. and Mrs. Smith found out that they legally were not married. And, uh, you know, hilarity ensued. Go back and listen to that episode if you want to find out why uh, it wasn't great. Uh, but, you know, uh, this is the 1950s Hitchcock. It's a different Hitchcock. And, um, yeah, this isn't, uh, this isn't great. I saw this movie years ago, less, uh, less than 15 years ago, I think maybe a little more, I don't know, but a long time ago. And I remember really liking it. And I remember it being a lot shorter and I remember it basically taking place at one location. I was completely wrong. And this movie is an hour and 40 minutes of the same joke over and over again. And it's I, that sounds about as good as it is. Now, the movie isn't all bad. OK, I, I watched The Trouble with Harry, 1955, uh, starring a bunch of people I've never heard of, with the exception of Shirley MacLaine. Apparently, it said in the opening credits, introducing Shirley MacLaine. So I'm guessing this is her first uh, role. It also stars a guy named Edmund Gwynn who plays Captain Wiles, Captain Albert Wiles, who's great. He is so likable throughout the whole movie. Uh, there's also John Forsythe playing Sam Marlowe. He's kind of a douchebag. Uh, Jerry Mathers playing Arnie, who's like a three-year-old, four-year-old kid. He's actually pretty good. Uh, Miss Gravely, who's there, she is the love interest of... Um, uh, of captain we'll just call him captain wiles or the captain and uh there's a couple others there's calvin wiggs who is the uh sheriff the deputy sheriff and his mother mrs wiggs who runs a like uh, convenience store that sells the paintings from sam marlowe sam marlowe is not our protagonist there's like four protagonists sam marlowe jennifer rogers who's played by shirley mclean ivy gravely and, uh, of course, Captain Wiles and Captain Wiles, I would say, is the pro tag. He's the guy who's on screen the most. And he and it's good that he is because he's he's very likable older man. He's out hunting rabbits so he can cook some dinner and he stumbles upon a dead body that he thinks he accidentally shot. And uh, this dead body has the name of Harry written on it. And there we go. That's the trouble with Harry is that he's dead in a field. And Captain thinks he's murdered him. So Captain's by the body. And all these people keep running around this hill that this body is on. And the first person I think that actually finds the body is a little the little boy, Arnie, who runs home and grabs his mom, who's Shirley McLean, who comes back. And she's like, great, it's Harry. He's dead. And goes back home. But I, so I, I, Captain has decided he's just going to try to bury the body, I guess, or try to figure out what to do when Miss Ivy comes along and she's like, oh, a dead body. Everybody is super nonchalant about the situation. No one ever panics and no one actually stops to do any thinking either. They think, I guess, but they just think the wrong thing over and over. So Ivy 
during this scene where they're standing over a dead body, decides it's a good time to ask the captain out on a date for blueberry muffins. He, of course, accepts he's a a bachelor and uh, he runs into Sam Warlow, who whatever his name is, who's this painter who's selling paintings down at Mrs. Wiggs. And Mrs. Wiggs' son is like the law in town, but he's kind of like Deputy Dewey from Scream, where no one takes him seriously. He's basically that. Now, this millionaire is trying to buy these paintings at this store, but Sam is too busy dolling up Ivy for her date with the captain, but he doesn't know she's going with the captain. He later meets the captain in the woods to help bury Harry's body and finds out that they're going on a date. So they go on a date, but then they realize that Captain has shot three bullets when he was out there. One was in a can, one was in a no shooting sign appropriately enough, and the other one actually hit a rabbit that was found by Arnie in the woods. So now that these three bullets are accounted for, they're like, oh, wait a minute. I didn't kill Harry. Let's dig him up. So they dig him up. And once they've dug him up, uh, I can't remember the order of things, but this is repeat. This is the joke. The joke is, is that they keep burying and unburying, exhuming, if you will, Harry over and over for various reasons. At one point, uh, Ivy, the love interest of Captain, is like, well, actually, I killed him because he tried to assault her in the woods. And she hit him with the heel of her shoe and got away. And so she's like, I killed him. So like, okay, we'll bury the body again. But then she's like, well, I don't want... I can't remember why they exhumed him again. They did it again. They exhumed him. And then... They buried him one more time because of, I can't remember. But then, so the millionaire that was looking at the paintings finally gets a hold of Sam. I'm blowing through this movie. And he's like, yo, I want to buy your paintings. Name your price. And he doesn't ask for money. He basically does the Wizard of Oz thing. He goes to each of his friends and he's like, what do you want? So the captain wants ammo for guns to shoot more people on hills. Uh I can't remember what all of them want, but see, Sam has the secret request. I want this. And he says it in secret. And then he asks Shirley MacLaine to marry him. What a romantic man. Her, her husband has died. She's not remorseful or sad in any way. And, and he's been exhumed twice, maybe three times. So they decide to, because now that they're engaged, she has to prove that she's not married. And the best way to do that is to show everyone the dead body. So they go and exhume him again. And then they bring him home and they put him in the bathtub and they take his clothes and they wash him. They're trying to make him presentable. So he looks like he did when he was first found in the woods. Well, at some point, good Lord, this guy, he drew a painting or he, it's a drawing. Excuse me. He says this several times. He corrects Deputy Dewey. Uh, he that they drew, drew the dead man's face. Deputy Dewey finds the picture of the dead man's face, comes to the guy, Sam, and he's like, hey, this looks like a description of the dead body that this homeless person got these shoes off of. And while he's doing this and he's interrogating Sam, Captain goes out to the car and steals the shoes. He steals evidence. He's not even like... 
good thing for them, though, that Deputy Dewey is a terrible police officer because he honks the horn to get Deputy Dewey's attention to make him leave sooner, but thereby placing him firmly on site in the car where the stolen evidence is going to be. While this is happening inside the home, Sam destroys evidence. They go and decide, okay, now the doctor comes, okay? And the doctor's another reoccurring joke. And he's like, uh, always falling over and reading poetry in the woods. Literally, that's what he does. But at some point he comes across the body and they explain, hey, he's dead, okay? So just come to the house and figure out why he died. So the doctor comes and the doctor says, okay, he died of a heart attack. So now, natural causes, right? But they're still in this thing where they still broke the law, tampering with the dead body, okay? And so now they're going to dress him up and put him back out in the woods and have Arnie, the poor child, stumble upon a dead body on his own for the second time to go home and warn his mother. During this, they decide to have a conversation about what exactly Sam had asked the millionaire for. And you come to find out he asked for a double bed, which is about the most provocative thing I've ever heard in my entire life. And then that's the end of the movie. I don't know how I liked this in the past. It's not funny. The acting's pretty good, though. I mean, like I said, Captain's great, but that's about it. And it's just boring and dull and repetitive. You get the joke so early on in the movie, but it takes the entire runtime to tell the joke. We're going to bury and unbury this guy over and over again. Hope you find it funny. Great, you did. Okay, cool. So cool. Next week, we're going to watch the, the, uh, the, the Man Who Knew Too Much. This is the 1950... We're going to watch The Man Who Knew Too Much from 1956. This is a remake of the 30s version of the same movie, also made by Alfred Hitchcock. But this time, uh, Jimmy Stewart returns in uh, his third role, I believe we've seen him in. Uh, Rope, and then Rear Window, and now this. He stars alongside Doris Day, Bernard Miles. So come back next week. Maybe I'll like that movie a lot more than this, and I'll be willing to put the time and effort into telling you whether or not it's worth watching. Because right now, I'm like hitting, hitting the end of my rope again. Because I'm almost done with the show, the podcast, right? And I think there's some sort of something is broke inside of me. I'm not the same man I was when I started this show. <sighs> 